in a world where the podcast multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Two dudes must become something greater than themselves, something elemental, something terrifying. A podcast. With great podcasting, there must also be great responsibility. To show the multiverse that it's full of people ready to believe in good. The multiverse will hunt us. They will send the dogs on us. Because that's what needs to happen. But it won't be ready to hear from us. Not us, United. On this episode of Movies We Love. Dun-dun-dun. Have you ever heard of this little ditty called the Grand Budapest Hotel? Mm. Diddy, I have. Oh, okay, uh, good. I thought you weren't gonna <laughs> answer no, me. No, this is this is a Nick only podcast. Oh, <laughs> I'm just here to support you. Just, we'll, just we'll, asking the people. We'll cut my mic out, and you can just, you can just, you can just. Hey, remember the one time Grand Budapest? Mm. Um. So yes, this week we'll be talking about another movie we love. Mm. This is the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, released in 2014, directed by. Wesse Wes Anderson. Yeah. Couldn't have, said it, the West side, couldn't have said it better myself. Actually, he was born on the South Side. That's that's what most people don't understand. Oh, my bad. Yeah, Wesse Wesse from Southie, you know. He is not so slim shady. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think we peaked. We did. Yeah. Um, that was an amazing <laughs> intro. And uh, you all should just be done listening to us at that point. Yeah. Um, no, the reason this movie came up was... We were looking at our schedules, mm. and we're like, "What's a movie? What's yeah?" And I remember you like played it safe, and you're mm. like, "Maybe we could do this movie or this movie." And I'm not gonna say those because they they Might could be up. future episodes. But um, I was like, "Yeah, Michael, we could do those." But like, what if we did ones that had like a little more heart? And I remember like there was a, a new twinkle that was in your <laughs> eye, and you're just like heart you said oh wait and i was like no i'm like let's get like creative you know like i kind of want to like you wanted something weird yeah and you're like nick like and it was like it was like a caged animal finally <laughs> being free you were just kind of like you you want me to like say some movies and i was like yeah like anything and you're just like i'm gonna get weird and i was like okay you're like all right and then you named off like 10 movies and this was one of them yep and I was like, well, of course. I literally have the DVD. Haven't watched it yet. Mm. I'll check it out. So, yeah, this is even uh, I guess this. I don't know if this is one of the safer weird ones. It's just like I think more people know this movie. Um, but it is Wes Anderson, so it is very quirky. It is very like yeah. Um, was this his most decorated one though? Probably. I think so. I think it won the most. Yeah, I think it's the most well known. Um, which I think is deserved because I think it's probably my favorite. Yes. There's, there's this interesting, and I know this is just his style, but the movie almost plays out as though you're going on different sets of like a stage production. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it does truly feel almost like it's theater. Yeah. I like, I think one of the things that I love about Wes Anderson's movies, it has that kind of like weird theater feel mm -hmm. where it kind of feels like cardboard in like a good way i don't know how to describe it he just has this look to it where it just feels like this like whim it's just very whimsical look to all his movies and just kind of like everything's quick like 
quick jabs and like quick reactions quick like vehicle movements and like just it's all quirky it's weird and like mm-hmm. it just has like this it has this, this style to it where like it's not a normal it's not a normal movie <laughs> yeah it's i don't know if, i haven't seen all of his body of work but i also just feel like every scene is full of something like yeah. it, whether it's overly decorated mm-hmm. or people are just doing a bunch of stuff and there's also just a lot of um um uh, various different like shot lengths yeah it can be like grand in that like the person is taking up literally one hundredth of the screen they're he's just capturing this huge picture or it's like right in their face mm-hmm. and it's like just goes back and forth and back and forth um but yeah it's not like breaking the fourth wall, but there is some of that that's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, it's like it's, close. It gets as close as yeah. you can to be like kind of <laughs> cheeky, kind of funny. Like reaching limits of like um, Monty Python, but not like hitting those limits. Correct. Um, but like there is like... One of the things he does very well is like symmetry. He's very well known for like having very symmetrical shots and very much like... Mm-hmm. That it like creates like this world of like everything is kind of like perfect on both sides. Yeah. Um, And so that kind of creates this weird like unrealistic whimsical world yeah. that he just kind of dwells in and then he has like yeah those weird shots where it's like big establishing shot and like a, like mm-hmm. a, like kind of like artsy crafty cardboard cutout of like the hotel right and then like a little trolley moves up along it and just like it's just mm-hmm. so like uh, I can't think of more more words than quick, quirky and whimsical, yeah. but like it's just like that. That is like the, the pinnacle of like how I would describe Wes Anderson. Yeah, and it's just like dialogue heavy dialogue, like um, mm-hmm. quippy, pretty quick paced. Yeah, too, very like. quick paced. The camera movements are are quick, or and when they want to be deliberate, they're very like slow. And like the camera movement can almost be in itself kind of comedic. Yeah, because like if someone will say something and they'll do like a slow pan to another and they'll say something mm. and they'll do like or they'll do a quick pan yeah, to another and do like avoid cutting yeah he does it seems. yeah like well it's it. like a cut it could be like a cut within that hiddenly but like true but like yeah it's like a zoom zoom like yeah like you see like the blur of movement as something happens like response and then a character's movement and response yeah. and then sometimes it's a slow response mm. and then it's a quick response it's like there's a cadence to the editing and the cinematography that his movie is very unique. Yes, agreed. No, I like it seems like if he can keep the camera on as much as possible he will mm-hmm. or he'll like flash to something to yeah, ch- kind of change it up, but like this the scene where we have it on in the background yeah, at the moment. He just but did he's like literally one of those... done a full th- 360 with the camera. So he is set up somewhere and that means that the whole set around has to be built so mm-hmm. that uh, you don't see the camera set up, but mm-hmm. you're seeing um just the full shot. So um yeah this movie's crazy um what yeah tell me about your experience watching it for the first time um i i told you to watch this movie mm-hmm. what, what was going through your mind um i had always wanted to watch it i think it was one that i uh had on your list yeah just kind of like had in the background but it was just easy to forget about it um it kind of looks dated too so when you're like going through your uh movies it doesn't like pop mm-hmm. um and uh, I really didn't know much about it except for I knew that Ralph Fiennes was, like, the main character. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it. Um, and so I was like, well, I do like him and enjoy his uh, performances. And so I uh, I really came in pretty clean slate. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of um, ideas or expectations. And so, um, if anything, it probably heightened my 
enjoyment for this film. So like I would say that I love this film too. Hmm. Um, it's not just a, a one that I feel like you really liked. It's one that I also enjoyed a lot. Awesome. Um, but also just being surprised by like the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Huge, huge uh, billing list. Um, there's people who are in this that are super well known that are in it for 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. there's people who are really well known in this that are in it for the whole time. Um, and I think just there was something new in every scene that just kind of kept my attention. And as a, as a person who really likes immersion and like mm-hmm. theme, um, regardless of what like the ultimate thing that was happening during it was, it just kind of like, I just felt sucked in. Yeah. Um, his, his surroundings were so interesting that those around me kind of blurred and I just kind of was like in it. So wow. like it felt like a theatrical experience even though I was just watching it on my TV at home. That's really cool. I think that's Thanks. a really great way to express the movie. I think it's very it, it draws you in like I think like set design, world building, just the the theme, the architecture of his this is in this world specifically yeah. is very well done like the the extravagance of this Grand Budapest hotel. Yeah. Um which if you haven't seen the movie the general idea is like, so you, what you just said was funny too. Like, someone, someone, a, a journalist goes to the Grand Budapest kind of after its heyday yeah. and meets an older man. Mm-hmm. That older man then tells this story of the Grand Budapest. Um, and it's kind of like he was the, the old man is this lobby boy who works for yeah. uh, Ralph Fiennes and kind of their experience going with. Uh, uh, with with the journey and the craziness that comes along with with their journey, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's kind of like a, a silly story, but like, um, I think it's really really fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's also just one of those movies that like, kind of like reminds me of like um, Willy Wonka or mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of some other ones like Pirates of the Caribbean or things basically. If, if Johnny Depp's in it, um, yeah. like, uh, where regardless of what you think of the film, it looks cool. Yeah. It looks like a place where you want to like check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he was able to do that in kind of this neat, I don't know. There's like some dullness to certain characters and then mm-hmm. there's like some vibrance to others. And yeah. so like, while the overall like color palette, it would say is like tan, white or gray, there's these splashes of color that still make it look like yeah. fresh. That's a really good point. The scene we just saw, which is actually one of my favorite scenes, is when the police mm-hmm. officers come and like arrest mm-hmm. Gustav H. And it's the funniest part where like he's like, "You're here to arrest me," and he just turns and quietly runs. Yeah. So like the sound design in that like really helps to be like this weird quiet moment. Yeah. Um, but, like, but to your point, like the lobby is all kind of red, and then the browns in the top, and then yeah. the purples of the employees, yeah. and then the the uh, police officers, the kind of bad people in the scene, are just that's kind of dull gray. Right. And so, like, color-wise, it just pops. Yeah. And right now, he's in the uh, prison, which he is gray. Mm-hmm. And so, like, maybe that's a form of character development of, like, now he's muted in yeah. this dark time, and then he becomes more vibrant when he's free. Yeah. No, that's true. And I think the other thing that I would say, like, Wes Anderson films, or at least the, the few that I've watched, they just look really well-lived in. Mm-hmm. Like, if they truly did design this, I'd have to look it up. Like, maybe they are just in, like, a 
actual prison or they're actually an actual hotel but like there's scuff marks there's Mm -hmm. like a cup that's only filled like halfway and like there's just like weird like little touches that just feel like Mm -hmm. this just feels real it doesn't feel fabricated Mm -hmm. um like like what he's doing here a shot wise is uh, you see a lot of front on talking you don't see like a lot of like there's no different angles, angles. there's yeah, different angles very... that's why where it feels kind of like weird and stilted and that makes gives yeah. like this weird like kind of vibe to it it also makes um, it symmetric yeah and makes it that symmetric yeah. like you have like the lines and you have the walls mm-hmm. um another funny scene is like he always has like yeah you say stuff in the background there's like scenes where gustav is like writing a letter to zero and there's just like guards on one side of him and then mm-hmm. uh prisoners on the other and it's just like this weird like how why would you set it up like this it just mm-hmm. like feels so funny um and that's like where like the kind of comedy comes in of like just kind of like being silly like and i love like i love that i love that about the movie it captures what like so for those who i know in some of our previous episodes we've talked about how like there are there are types of movie experiences there's the classic like popcorn film and there's nothing wrong with popcorn films but it's like i'm just here to unplug Mm -hmm. chow down on some some poppy corn Mm -hmm. and uh call it good yeah and I don't really care what the the movie does in of itself. Then there's some, and so those are usually like filled with. It doesn't always correlate. There can be explosions and like, like, heady movies. But typically you're action packed. Just like yeah. this is a CGI fest. And One I that we enjoyed it. recently, I would say, would be Shang Chi. Yeah, kind of like a big blockbuster yeah, fun movie. Big, yeah, big box. Yeah. Um, and then there's. You're like really, really cheap. We're depending on the actors to like carry this film right. because there is no money to put anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So we're we're asking people for their houses so that we can film in them and all this stuff. But it has a lot of heart. Yeah. This is one of those where I would say it's like a theatrical experience in that like this is like the equivalent of like a picture book mm. movie. Wow, that's a great analogy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this feels almost like an animated film in real life yeah. or something like mm-hmm. there's some like it's like a live action animation yeah. which is weird you know yeah. um but there's something about it that just is like what if every shot kind of was looked similar to like a painting mm. or something yeah. or like or like claymation or something like that like it just feels it feels like it feel it's equally of this world but not mm-hmm. it feels like this this world is lived in but it feels like i've i see i've seen this person painted in a museum or this scene painted in a museum but then they're living in this world that he has created yeah it's crazy yeah. it's so good i think um after watching this too it really did stir something in me to be like i want to find ways to like replicate this this type of filmmaking cuz this feels like achievable by someone who like if you have the right eye for it, mm-hmm. this also feels like real enough that like we could do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel like I need to have like a car with a giant like steadied camera to do these huge shots. Yeah. It's like, no, I think like if, if you had, had a if tripod, you had a dolly and a tripod, yeah, you can do those I can turns. I literally just do the turns, but like it's more about the set and less about like the equipment that I have. You yeah. Know? Like if I can make it look like a great shot. Mm hmm. All I need is a straight up, like, just something holding my phone yeah. so that it can focus well. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much it. You yeah. Know? Not not taking away from him. I just think 
set design so well done that he doesn't need to do these angled like things. It's like, nope, I'm I'm already interested because mm-hmm. you have eighty guys making eye contact with the camera, mm-hmm. and it's just like, whoa, this, this is, is just, weird. This is a shot, yeah. You know, so I think it's beautiful. Yeah, um, I think we 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 talked about um, Ralph Fiennes, probably the best performance in this movie. Yes, I would agree. Um, do you have any favorite lines from Mr. Fines? Any favorite lines from Mr. Ralph Fines? Um, at one point, he describes uh, his f- former lovers as different in a in a flattering way, not in a like <laughs> in a, a, a bad very way. like a bad way. But he's he's talking to the the uh, lobby boy. Lobby boy. Zero. And is like, hey, while you're young, you can get the the finer cuts of of steak or fillets or I think is what he called them. Right. But he's like, when you get to my age, you must be okay with the the the, the, the cheaper cuts. The cheaper cuts. But he's like, but I find those to be more flavorful or something. Like oh, that. it's so like, gross, dude. What are you saying? <laughs> like, I don't understand. You were watching this movie and you texted me. Yeah. And you're like, man, I love watching a movie where Voldemort talks about. The women he's had and comparing them to sticks. Yeah, it's just like I just don't I don't understand. And I, and he honestly is a a romantic. So like he says it as like every everything he says is like poetry. Mm-hmm. And so um, while I don't view women as pieces of meat, I don't think he does either. He uh-uh. sees it as like a. Uh, I get poetic. I get, I get I get to, you know, have savory you know like meals with mm-hmm. these people you know kind of a thing and yeah. he's like this dude's crazy he, he has this outlook on life where he has such an optimistic view mm-hmm. like and even like when he gets pulled over by the police he's like everything's fine even mm-hmm. like uh, spoilers but we're gonna talk about spoilers when he dies mm-hmm. like he just has like this like he has his optimistic view up until that point it's like oh what's happening and then he, he he's killed mm-hmm. um and so it's just like it's it's that like upbeat nature that he has that gives like this kind of breath to his character and this like really joy of mm. watching his performance. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um I also like when he says candy ass. Mm-hmm. That makes me laugh. His um, cadence is really good when he's delivering his lines. Like, candy ass. Candy ass. Like, yes, all right. I wanna find ways to use that more often. <laughs> lobby boy. Yeah. Yeah. Never be a candy ass. It's like that sounds okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Like it just—I don't know if that's like a—if that's more of a British term or something. I think so. Yeah. I've just—I've like, heard I'm, it rarely. I haven't heard anyone like yeah. that I personally know say it. But yeah. Agreed. And I've never been called a candy ass, but I oh, feel well, you're like about to, Nick. <laughs> maybe I have been a candy ass before. I don't know. After he's—he's he's talked about it. So, um, but no, I mean. He just has some interesting lines, and I just think he's a he's a funny character. He's literally taking care of um, this hotel as the best, um, you know, like caretaker for the entire uh, place. But he also is having these affairs with just all of these older, older rich women. women. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. So as as a person who's like mostly known Ralph Fiennes from like Voldemort. It was a little bit of a shock to be like, oh, wow, he's a uh, – all right. So I just sent it to Michael. like, did not think I'd be watching a movie where he's just, like, sleeping with a bunch of old ladies. Granted, it's, like, not even really in the movie. It's just implied that yeah. he does this. But, right. Um, and you said, I think, an interesting point. Like, he, it's kind of implied that he does it for, like, the inheritance, but also implied that he, like, 
does genuinely care about these people. Yeah, it's like he has so much love to give. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> he, uh, he, like, he ends up getting written into, like, a lot of the wills of these dying, like, ladies. And you're like, this guy's a total piece of shit. And then you're like, oh, no, they've all, like, they've all felt love from him in their, like, last years mm-hmm. that they're like, you deserve. Yeah. And so, like, in some ways he's cared for him, cared for these uh, women more than anyone else has in their mm-hmm. lives so that you end up kind of like rooting for him because he's yeah. like i've just i just love love and yeah it's like whoa <laughs> this guy <laughs> so it's just an interesting uh character mm-hmm. um yeah um what about the performance of zero um ah, my boy flash thompson flash Tom- <laughs> not his real name not his name not, yeah um yeah, I need to watch more stuff that he's in because mm-hmm. he was great in this and I feel like is kind of wasted in like a Spider-Man. Oh, 100%. It's like, oh man, I it's too bad that you're in this universe. I wonder if they've like promised you to be something bigger in the MCU. They just haven't let on to it yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's great in this. Um, his name is... I got it almost here. Where Tony Revolori. Revelory. Yeah, Revelory, yeah. Uh, this was my first experience with him, and then I saw him casted in um, Spider-Man. I'm like, sweet. And then, yeah, he just doesn't have a lot to go yeah. off there. Um, I thought he was great. I mean, like, you got, like, freaking Jeffy, Jeffy Gold. Jeffy Goldie Blue. Jeff Goldblum. Um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is in just, Adrian like, this Brody. creepy hitman guy. Adrian Brody. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan, yeah. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan, yeah. Great in this movie. All, everyone's just, like, everyone... Is great, and I love the the Bill rem- Murray for a yeah Bill Murray for a hot second. Owen Wilson, wow, for a hot second, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the relationship between uh Saoirse Ronan and um Zero, yeah, it's just so good. It's just cute and genuine, and like their little love story is just so fun. It's it's so cute. Yes, she plays Agatha, and then uh oh, the guy uh. He's in the prison with him a lot, but his name's Harvey uh, Kittle, I think, in real life. Uh, he plays uh, Ludwig, uh, but he's like the muscly, the big guy, yeah. dude, but he's like always played like a gentle, like old man. <laughs> he's just like this hard prison guy. Yeah. He's in a lot of, uh, he was at least in Moonrise Kingdom, too. Mm-hmm. He was one of the camp guys and stuff. Yeah, but, he seems uh, to have um, Wes Anderson, a cast that he kind of carries along. He does kind of carry, yeah. Um. Yeah, like Edward Norton was in it for a, a little bit. Oh, yeah, bit. right. He's and the cop. Jude, Jude Law. Jude Law's so. the guy at the beginning, yeah. Tilda Swinton is like the, the last love affair that he mm-hmm. has as this old lady. and Crazy. Just, yeah, good stuff. And it's kind of cool to think that like Hollywood, it's not all about the money. Like it can also be about like, hey, we really found good camaraderie. Like it almost feels like his movies are kind of like family reunions because mm-hmm. he's kind of found his people and then it's like let's just get together and make another film yeah it's fun that's like, cool yeah it definitely feels like these make enough to like get by but it also feels like it it's always feels like a heart project like yeah it doesn't feel like a, well okay we got to make and we got to make a sequel to grand budapest because it did well and now it's time to like make money off of it because mm. it was really good it's like yeah i wonder <sighs> yeah that that's my biggest fear about the pandemic is what movies can be made now yeah well hopefully french dispatch does well yeah 
which is his newest movie. Yeah. But Love to it. your point, yeah. But yeah, I just think like what budget cuz streaming can obviously generate some income mm-hmm. we found if you do like the Disney Plus method of like pay us 30 bucks and watch it or something like that. But uh I'm worried we're getting to the point where unless you're like a Transformers, Fast and Furious, Marvel, mm-hmm. you can't make it to theaters anymore. I um when I went and saw Eternals, um, that was the most crowded I've seen it. Yeah. And and that was the we've gone at the exact same time and We it, you and I have gone to movies for about a year. Yeah. Ish, right? Yeah. I think we saw a few things in yeah. the last winter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But um but like we would go we would go at the similar times and when I went for Eternals, like it was there was a line almost to like the corner. When when like when you walk inside, it was, it was like twenty people in line, and I've never seen that. Yeah, which is like crazy because like you know we it was kind of like it was eight o'clock or something. Yeah, and so it's just like that is also my fear of like where are the you have your small budget movies, your small budget horror movies, your small budget like mm-hmm. you know let's we filmed this in a high school, and like it's a high school drama like we did that, but where's your mid budget like these? Where's your mid budget like fifty million, like. Mm-hmm. Like we we just like have a really fun time, but we have we need to have a little money for sets and actors, right? Like, wh- are those gonna go by the wayside? Like, you're, it's either you make all the money or you make enough money because you spent so much, so so yeah. little money. And it's too bad that it's like it has to be a business model, you know? Like, you know, back when they used to make movies, you would have. I guess I shouldn't say back when they made movies because that can mean any time, but I guess like. 30 years ago you would have movies come out and there wouldn't be another one for like two to three weeks right. or maybe even a month right so you had that your too. whole time at the theater you'd have mm-hmm. literally 28 days to make money mm-hmm. now it's like Every opening week. weekend and let's hope that a good movie doesn't come out next week yeah. you know and so um and that also just shows you brand loyalty the reason you saw eternals I don't know how many people are excited for Eternals for the Eternals in it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people going because it's a Marvel movie. Right. And so they've they've kind of got the snowball going where they're going to make no matter what, they're going to make their money back. Yeah. It's just how much of their money are they going to make back? You know, like mm-hmm. how, mu- how many um, double their money are they going to do? Right. You know? um, and so theater experiences are weird. But like a movie like that, yeah, you either got franchises or whatever. Like a movie like Last Duel is dead at the movie theaters, but it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel bad because I haven't seen it. But like mm-hmm. a movie like that um, is just not going to do well. But like a movie like yeah. a Halloween Kills, uh, a, a, a Eternals is going to yeah, make I'm money. Halloween, like even me, I'm like, it's the same movie, guys. Yeah. Like it, it like okay. I'm gonna go on a little tangent. Okay. For a second. Hey. This is a uh, house or uh, uh, Grand Budapest subtitled Nick rants about Halloween. <laughs> well, it's just so like my little brother, he's seen some of the Halloween movies, but he just kind of texts me. He's like, yo, dude, just saw Halloween kills. Michael Myers pops off. And I'm like, yeah, that I bet he does. <laughs> also, that is what happens in the Halloween movies is he kills a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, but I think like 
this one maybe has amped up how bad he kills people. I right. don't know, but it's like how bad can I mean he's always killed people, but I just like people know what they're getting, so maybe that's why these movies are making like Marvel's like I kind of know 75% of what I'm going to get. Yeah. So it's safe investment yeah. maybe. Yeah. Whereas a Grand Budapest you're like I got no idea what's going on in this movie. No. But I Yeah, you know you don't know where it's going. Like a Halloween well, kills I get my return on investment. Yeah. It's it's just it's harder for like a general honest to be like yeah Grand Budapest this weird movie that has like a weird like art design yeah let's do it or like Halloween Kills like I know Michael Myers is gonna kill at least five people in this movie or something yeah like and that's what I want to that's see. what I want and it's like go. and I haven't seen that for the last seven movies so yeah I don't know yeah. I I'm not I was just thinking about like Halloween Kills just it just has no interest for me because like mm-hmm. I'm like yeah it's I, it's a horror movie <laughs> like i mean like to me like i i'm not a big slasher fan anyways but like right. um like i know he's gonna like kill people and then like he's not gonna die like there's no he's, he's just like he's gonna be this indestructible yeah being that like won't die because they're gonna make another movie it's yeah. like so what's the point right and so i think just like it would be great if movies didn't have to make so much or wouldn't cost so much so that they didn't have to make so much it just yeah. feels like that's why we're gonna kind of end up in this basket of you know you either have to make a movie that costs 200 million dollars and it's going to make a billion yeah or you have to make a movie that costs 10 million or less yeah and there won't be a lot of like in between yeah and that that hurts because i love the in-betweens yeah like some of the favorite my favorite like the best movies of the year for me are usually those in-between movies yeah where it's like 50 million and you have like maybe like a cool sci-fi element or yeah, like a really they got some solid people in it but there's like not a whole lot of like production yeah needed yeah like value needed mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see <sighs> anyways um do you have a favorite scene in the grandest budapestist hotelist um probably Oof. it's a tie between the prison escape mm-hmm and when they're traveling at approximately 300 miles an hour in a uh, sled. A sled. That is my favorite hill. scene. That was just like so over the top yeah. but beautiful. Yeah. That's that's if I could sh- if I could boil down Wes Anderson into a scene, it'd be that snow that that yeah, snow sled insane. scene cuz yeah. it's just like doo, doo, and it's yeah. just like and there's, there's music and just like the set design is it looks like a Wes Anderson movie. So mm-hmm. like I I love that scene. That's my favorite Agreed. scene. Yeah, I. That just like encapsulates all of him and his style, and just like the just like this over mo- the top, yeah. But still lived in enough. Yeah, it's weird. That's a great. It's a great um example to bring up. But, like, there's a touch where like so Willem Dafoe's character is kind of going around as like the uh, aggressor trying to get back this portrait for the family, and the, like with Apple. he has like this leather black leather coat but then he has this weird thing Mm -hmm. like that latches off of his chest and it holds a like gun and a flask but it's just like but it fits into his outfit and you're just kind of like what a weirdly specific thing to have Mm -hmm. but also like cool yeah no questions you know just like (laughs) i just i yield my time good job wes anderson like they're just these weird touches and uh 
there's a lot of these cool scenes too where he'll like be in one room and then he'll just move the camera to the left mm. and it'll go to the next room. Yeah. And it totally could be a cut for sure. Yeah. Or they're just no, filming that's not down a cut. A yeah. Of, you like know, this, it but... doesn't look like a cut, but like you said, like sometimes when they flash. <laughs> and it's just like there's like a scene like that. And so like they carry this ladder and it's a solid 10 seconds mm-hmm. of the ladder just going across the screen and just expressing the length Which, of this ladder. And the weird thing about it is this is only an hour and 40 minutes, but it's a full hour it's and quick, 40 minutes. Yeah. And like, You'd think like a scene like ten seconds of ladder carrying. If you do that, you know, fifty times throughout the movie, yeah. this is gonna be exhausting. Mm. It's gonna be too long. And he just finds a way to keep it crisp. Yeah. But still like this yeah, full. This movie, yeah, this movie moves, but I don't feel like a time was like, Oh, I wish I had more time to deal with this. Like this is like one of the things I love and again, like the sequel stuff, this is a complete story. Yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. like he gave us a complete story and most of his movies are like this is the story here it is that is and another like, refreshing thing there is no easter egg mm-hmm. there is no next movie mm-hmm. there is no setup yeah it just a here full it is movie. like this is a movie mm-hmm. this is how it should be and like yeah the characters live on but that's up to your interpretation and that's like look i could i could like do so much in this universe whatever right. but like this is this is the story mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna tell it to you that's this is like what like the reason eternals is hard because it's just so much setup and so much like it wasn't a movie it was set up yeah sometimes getting a chapter to a long book is rewarding because you're like i'm putting in the time mm-hmm. i read it there's different that's great yeah sometimes it's also nice just to have like a short novella mm-hmm. and you like read the whole thing you're like wow that was refreshing right kind of took me out for an hour and a half now it's gone and it's yeah. done you know yeah. and uh i am realizing too now like how short an hour and a half really is mm-hmm. for storytelling. Yeah. Now that we're getting some of these TV shows that are really like making use of like eight hours. Yeah. I mean, it used to be like the main way to tell a story, like the, the, the best a tier way to tell a story is a movie. Mm-hmm. Like TV show was considered kind of like B mm-hmm. B class, you know, like if you were an actor on a TV show versus an actor on a movie, it was like between being like kind of all star and like, minor league or minor league but now you're starting to see like no because people are wanting more character development mm-hmm. and more plot you know those types mm-hmm. of things um you're seeing i think tv shows get popular but if you can tell a complete story in an hour 40 you have my respect yeah because that is that's amazing and yeah. make me care about something that's a miracle i think i yeah. mean i can't even i mean that would just have to be so structured of like Think of how many little scenes that have to happen for you to care about somebody all while trying to trickle in a plot within that amount of time. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. So I have a lot of props for movies like this that are under two hours. um, And get you to care about characters like that. And get you to care about stuff. No, that's a great point. I agree. Oh, man. Um, It's just a really good movie. (laughs) It is. Do you want to read some lines? I know you have some lines to share no, with me. I oh, I thought you had something. <laughs> I mean, I have. Let's see. <laughs> They're all so funny. Um, oh. Maybe, maybe this is a good one. This is a good Mr. Gustav H. When he's speaking to literally a corpse in front of him. <laughs> You're looking so well, darling. You really are. They've done a marvelous job. I don't know what sort of cream they've put on you down at the morgue, but I want some. (laughs) 
but I want some. Beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> Little moments like that, just like, oh, I think home run, uh, oh, I find kills it in this movie but everyone else yeah. around him like also does like so well be curious if he got nominated for this because he was good this was also nominated for best picture it's got a few noms i think yeah nice there's few correlations or like um intersections where sometimes like an oscar pick does get it right mm-hmm. you know there's definitely sometimes when it's just like ah, okay like you pick the oscar pick yeah yeah like you pick the most oscar movie um Yes, it won in best costume design, cool. makeup and hairstyling, mm-hmm. music written, and production design. I would agree with all of that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's insane, hundred percent. And then it got nominated for best picture, directing, cinematography, film editing, and original screenplay. No acting actually awards. Insane. Um, that is a little odd. Do we know what the best picture of that year was? Twenty fourteen. That was that Spotlight. No, Spotlight would have been the year after. Let's see. I don't know. Uh, so this came out in 2014, so it would have been best of 2015. We'll see. We'll see. But um, I don't know, I guess, if you haven't seen this movie and you listen to all this, we can spoil it too. But there's not really much to spoil. But if you haven't seen this movie or have a friend that hasn't seen this movie, I, w- I think you just got to highly recommend this movie. I think it's even for people who are like, oh, it's kind of like don't like the Monty Python kind of silliness. I think this like has like a world building that is enjoyable, but also um, can be just entertaining. Um, so maybe now you'll, my Isle of Dog picks doesn't look so bad mm. on the movie draft. I'm just going to throw, go. I'm just going to throw that out there. There it is. A Birdman one. <laughs> oh, picture. that makes sense. So that's um, the, that's a, that's Oscar pick for sure. Yeah. But a good movie, but. And the actor's roles were pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it was. Eddie Redmayne in The Theory of Everything. Mm-hmm. So he played uh, 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 Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Stephen, Steve Carell from Foxcatcher, where he played the creepy. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, guy. What that, a movie. This movie's insane. Yeah. Bradley Cooper, American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch in Imitation Game, and wow. Michael Keaton in Birdman. So, Dude. Yeah. So what Ralph Fiennes like, gonna God get? bless you. You were in a comedy, so no one's going to take he you. Probably, I think he had a Golden Globe knob, but. Yeah, that's a tough crowd to go against. Holy cow, that was a good that was a good year. That's our next spoilers for next year's movie draft. But that's gonna be that's gonna be a good year. Yeah, because Os- a- Oscars twenty fifteen means twenty fourteen. So yeah. movie draft movie draft twenty fourteen is gonna be spicy. Mm-hmm. That's spicy. Yes. Um, but I mean, okay. Uh, what do you think? Anything else do you want to say about this movie? Um, I think I would recommend this to everyone, mm-hmm. and I would. And I think it's okay if you don't like it. Um, you tried, but I will. I will say like, there's something incredibly pure and authentic about this this style of filmmaking, where it does truly feel like there isn't a agenda of I get to be paid money to do this, so that's mm. why I'm here. Yeah, it feels like there's a level of. Um, authenticity to this film where there's a difference between we showed up to do our jobs and we showed up because we love to do this and this movie feels like everyone showed up because we love to do this yeah that's i think that perfectly encompasses my feeling of this movie like it just feels like there's a care in this movie yeah it just looks like people like care to make this movie yeah and that's like 
we have a love for cinema and this feels like these people share this love for cinema yeah this is the reason why like underdog stories are so popular mm. i feel like it's like these people loved playing the game they just weren't the like i feel like sometimes we tend to go well they said this team's the best and it's like yeah but did that team have the most fun yeah you know like i grew up in in a high school that didn't always like compete top tier with everybody but the year that i got to be a senior on like my basketball team and stuff like that we like had this like camaraderie that like everyone was like infected with mm. that like we actually did have a very successful season but like it wasn't because we were like the 610 beasts yeah. that were just slaying it we were just like we all work together as a team and we know our role mm-hmm. This feels like that, where it's like everyone just knows their job and they did it mm-hmm. because they love doing it. Yeah. So that feels that's a, that's great. But if you want to watch like a, you know, a couple performances that pop off, then yeah, you have your American snipers, your Birdman's, and mm-hmm. your theories of everything. Well, that also feels like yeah, like if when I think of those movies, I think of oh yeah, Bradley Cooper did really well in that. Yep. I I would think oh yeah, um, Benedict Cumberbatch did a really good in Imitation Game. Yeah, Benedict Birdman a lot of yeah. Benedict Benedict Mister yeah. Mister Man Cumberbutt Cumber Cumberbins. Yep. Um, but this is like yeah, Ralph Fiennes is great. Everyone else did great, but also this world is great and this love. Like I'm sure like like the I feel like the director. It just feels like such a different. You're signing up for something a little of of a different beast. Yeah, you kind of have to love to be there. I feel like to be yeah. a part of a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. I just don't think that, like, you're getting paid top dollar to do those movies. No. I think you're probably getting a pay cut, and there's some artistic differences to these films that, like, you just kind of have to vibe with. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then it's like, that's okay. Wes Anderson also strikes me as a guy who's like, oh, that's totally fine if you don't want to be in my movies. I know my movies are going to be fine. And I'll that's just fair. take whoever I can get. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to, like, I'll be fine. Yeah. Would you rather be, um, like an assistant in a Wes Anderson movie or in a Fast and the Furious movie? Oh, Wes Anderson. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, I have no interest in What being... if you had a speaking role with Vin Diesel or with Ralph Fiennes, Mr. Gustav? Oh, Ralph Fiennes. No. 10 out of 10. Okay. Oh, yeah. More than the Vinny D? More than family? More than Corona? I mean... Here's what I would say if I got a chance to talk to Vin Diesel. I'd like shake his hand and I'll be like, we're blood brothers. <laughs> and then he'd probably say something like, yeah, we are. <laughs> That's my hope. That was the best Vin Diesel impression I've ever heard. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. He'd be like, yeah, we are. It's all one uh, word. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just an absolute beast. God bless you for saying I, I am Groot and just getting paid Groot. more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime. God bless you. He said three words. Ugh. The only thing that infuriates me more is high school referees. Anyway. <laughs> that tells that's you a, a little bit about that's me. That's a story for a different time. We talked about we talked about basketball in that little I've hit. got some beef for referees, dude. I got it. It's like you get paid to not do your job. I love it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's my review of referees. <laughs> Absolutely hate him. Anyway, oh my goodness. Get me off the subject. Uh, anyways, crap on everyone. You've probably listened to a review of Grand Budapest Hotel, but you haven't heard one from us. Not us united. No, you haven't. Bye, thank, everybody. Thank you for listening.
Boom. Boom. You've just listened to Not Us United. You can find us under Not Us United on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Please leave us a review and consider subscribing to our podcast. You can reach out for future podcast topic suggestions at notusunitedpod at gmail.com.